Hello, and thanks for tuning in to A Champion's Mind. I'm your host, Mario Ariave. I'm calling today's episode Tiger and Tournament, and I'm kind of shooting from the hip here on a Monday morning before I go out and get my ride in. I wanted to get this recorded and get it out to you guys just so we got something to think about uh, before tournament, being NCAA tournament, before some of the games going on this weekend, and Tiger, uh, Tiger Woods, before Tiger Woods takes the course again and, and plays in another golf tournament. I wanted to link both of these together just because I feel like they're hot topics and I wanted to get them out this week to you so that you've got something to think about and maybe we can get some discussion going because I think they're interesting. Let's start with Tiger. Tiger Woods last week, uh, last weekend I guess it was, you know, there was a bunch of buzz about Tiger Woods because he was playing well in this tournament. I forgot what tournament it was, but he was in the he was in the hunt to win on Sunday. And so I saw him come out and everybody tweeting and kind of Facebook in the day before saying, man, I can't wait to see Tiger in red tomorrow. This is exciting. He's back and all those kinds of things. And I just jumped on the internet and I said, you know, let me play devil's advocate. I mean, nobody really knows what he's thinking and where he's at. Right. So, but this is all speculative, but I thought it would be fun. And it did. It made for some good discussion between some folks and myself. And I just said, Hey, but you know, he's wearing the red, but Is the red kind of quote-unquote, is it out of style? Like, is it something that was Tiger's trademark before? People would say, oh man, he's wearing red, be careful. But now he wears red and everybody's like, ah, whatever. You know, Tiger's not the same. Tiger can't win at at the level that, you know, he can't play at the level that he was playing at before. So I'm really not scared of Tiger when he's wearing red. Or was it more of a routine thing for Tiger where Tiger wearing red was his cue his trigger to get himself in that mindset saying hey it's Sunday and I'm playing for the win let's put this red on and let's get going right but anyhow that was a discussion that I had on Facebook and it was a good one but it it, you know it kind of morphs into jumping into this podcast because here we go you know another weekend a week later another weekend and Tiger played really really well at this last tournament but you know one of the videos that I pulled up this morning that I watched was interesting and I want to kind of throw some insight out there and see what you guys think this guy was interviewing Tiger after the tournament talking about a particular hole that he was on where it was a par 5 and you know Tiger had a chance to really do something special there and catapult himself to, to victory and he's taking Tiger through it and he's like well what happened and Tiger in a nutshell talks about indecision he talks about the fact that he walks up to this he had an option between three kinds of shots and he, he just he questioned himself He said in the back of his mind, he was thinking, bomb it over the top. It's only 310 or 315 to carry it, which is crazy, by the way, to think about. That's that's nuts to hit a ball that far, right? But he's thinking to himself, like, it wasn't that. He said, the other things he said in the video, it wasn't that hard of a hole. So in the back of his mind, he had this, quote unquote, instinct, like, don't think about it too much. Here's my decision. Bomb it over. It's 310, 315. You can do it. It's not that hard of a hole. But he thought about it, and he continued to think, and all of a sudden, these other two shots that he was potentially going to play, they start making their argument in his mind. Like, hey, you should you know, you know, should take this shot, or you should take this shot, and here's why. And it led to Tiger not bombing it over, not hitting it over the top, but taking one of those other two shots, and he said, man, it was a mistake. He said, it was a total mistake on my part. It was indecision. And, you know, we know something about athletes when they're on, when they're in the state of quote-unquote flow, when they're just going, they're just moving, they don't think a whole lot. They just do. They they grab a club and they hit. They they catch the basketball and they shoot. I mean, because it, it's going in, because the golf shot's going to be perfect. They just, they don't think very much about what they're doing. 
they're they're professionals over practice. They've refined their craft to the point where, hey, I know what's best for me right now. I've been in this scenario before. This is the club I need. This is the shot I need to hit. Here's the basketball. Here's how I'm going to shoot it. Whatever, right? And he says that he didn't do that in that moment. He actually resorted back to being a quote-unquote being kind of amateur type thinking where we go oh here's all these options okay let's do pros and cons and when you're in a tournament and you're in the heat of battle and you're trying to win this thing that is not the right place to sit down and do an analysis on what would be better to do right so he talked about that the last point that i want to make about tiger was then the interviewer asked him he said you know is that part of the rust is is it part of the rust that you brought these three shots to the table and you were analyzing and thinking about all three of these shots and Tiger stopped them really quickly. The whole time the guy's asking the question, Tiger's saying, no, 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 no. And then when Tiger finally gets a chance to speak, he says, no, it wasn't. It was just plain old indecision. And I like that Tiger said that because he's right. The the indecision part, that's not a physical skill. That's not something that, you know, goes away or comes back as you play and experience more. This process, this principle of not thinking and just going on instinct and what we've done in practice and in training, it's not a physical thing. It's all mental. It was all in his perception of how he saw the circumstance and then a little bit of that confidence started kind of, he's, he started doubting himself and that's where he got those other shots to play into the frame and that's where ultimately he just forego hitting it over and just taking it, carrying it all the way across. And he and he played one of those other two shots and it went back to hurt him. But let me end with this. I think this is going to be exciting. I, I'd love, I, I'm going to watch, I'm interested to watch as some, some majors come up, you know, is Tiger back? I don't know. That was one of the things that people were saying, hey, is he back or is he not? He's wearing the red. I'm excited. I think he's back. I don't know if he is, but I will tell you this. He's definitely showing that he's thinking a certain way. He's thinking, man, this is th- that was amateur hour, those three shots that I had on the table. I'm Tiger Woods. I mean, that wasn't that hard of a hole. I should have just hit it over. It would have been easy money. So his confidence is, I believe, starting to come back. He's starting to see that he can play at this level. And I will say this. I'll say, hey, you know, those, th- those folks that are his rivals and are playing against him, he's a guy that you've got to take seriously. Not that they never, you know, took him as an afterthought. I don't think anybody ever did that. But but he may be back. It's going to be interesting to watch um, as he you know continues to just play good golf and and get some confidence underneath him. You know what comes first? Do you have to have the confidence or do you have to play well? I don't know the answer to that question either. It's a mix, and I believe that that mix differs from where you are in your career and what you've gone through. I think with Tiger and the fact that he's he won so prolifically in his early career, and now he's kind of in the twilight of his career, I think, and he's not winning as much. I believe that the play maybe has to lead a little bit to him getting that confidence. Whereas before, when he was first starting out, I think he had to believe that he can win every tournament under the sun, and then he started doing it, and then now he got that little bit of a mix going. So I believe it was a little bit heavier on the, I've got to buy this confidence before, you know, buy the confidence that leads to success before I actually achieve the success. I believe he's on the other side of that now. But anyhow, this will be interesting. I'd I'd love to hear your thoughts about Tiger and about where you guys think he's at and, and what you guys think he'll do next. It's interesting. He's, I think he's good for the sport of golf. I, I like the fact, and I said this earlier in the Facebook Live video, the biggest thing for me personally watching Tiger Woods is I'm glad he's playing good golf again. 
And the reason why I'm glad he's playing good golf again is because that gives us a peek into his life off of and outside of the golf course. And in my opinion, the fact that he's playing good golf means that things are going well maybe on the home front and maybe he's exercising some of the demons he's had to deal with based on some of the bad decisions he made morally uh, you know, in the past. And so I'm glad to see that because, you know, although I don't know him, I care about him, you know, all that all that damage he did to himself and to his ex-wife and to his family and all of that. I, I mean, I don't want to wish that upon anybody. So I'm glad to see that he's playing good golf simply for the fact that I believe that that is, that is a byproduct of the fact that maybe he's he's changing. Maybe he learned from some of the mistakes that he's made and he's dealing with some of those. And so therefore he's got a little bit of more peace of mind. So that's awesome to see. We'll follow Tiger. Let's transition now. We got the tournament going. March Madness. I don't know that it's ever been any more mad in March than than it has been for this particular tournament. I'll give you one reason why. The the biggest reason, a 16 beat a 1. And that had never been done before. So some of the other things that I'll talk about, some of the other teams that have beat, you know, higher ranking seeds, I've seen that stuff happen before, but we had never seen a 16 beat a 1. So let's talk about the tournament. I mean, as I pull up a bracket here, we've got all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Let's start about let's talk about the South region where the highest seed remaining in the South region is a 5 seed. I mean, the 1 through 4 seeds, they're gone. Um that that to me, that's huge, right? You got the the 1 seed down in the um West region Xavier got knocked off by Florida State, so they're out of here. And then in that same region, the, the two seed is gone. A&M, you know, Aggie fans, you know, North Carolina got beat by Texas A&M. I mean, you've got all this stuff going on. You've got all these crazy upsets going on. But, you know, this is my point to this. And I guess I'll be quick with the tournament talk because maybe we already all already know this. But why can't we just give out seeds and then not even play the games? That's a silly question, right? I mean, you guys would be like, Mario, what's wrong with you? I mean, obviously they play the tournament for a reason because any team can beat anybody. And I agree with you. But why is it that we we can say that so easily, but yet when we get into some of these positions where, you know, maybe we're facing a tough scenario or a tough circumstance, you know, we just look at evidence, we look at statistics, we look at how things should be logically and therefore we just give up our chances or we think to ourselves hey that's not possible a 16 has never beat a one so why even play the game if that's never happened before then why did they even schedule that game why didn't they just move the one over and allow the one to play the eight seed like they should have even though they didn't they ended up playing a nine seed right because Ladies and gentlemen, and this is, you know, and I try to hammer this home, but I know this is a lot easier said than done. I mean, what guys, when when do things go according to plan and who really is an expert on anything? Right? I mean, if somebody raises their hand, I'm an expert on NCAA basketball. Okay, well, let's see your bracket. Chances are your bracket right now looks like Swiss cheese. It's been busted over and over and over again. So what what does that say? I mean, you've got these committees with these people who sit down and crunch data, look at conferences, look at strength of schedule, look at who they've played, how they play in their conference tournament, which shows us how well they're coming into the tournament, what kind of injuries do they have, how much experience do they have in the tournament, so on and so forth, right? You know, what what region are they in? So are they playing close to home? Are they going to have more fans there? I mean, 
you name it, and they, they've dotted I's and crossed T's to just rank this thing out so that if, if it all goes according to plan, every number one seed makes it to the final four, and then a number one seed wins the tournament, which would be perfect. But it doesn't happen that way. So what does this say about those people who invest their lives and tons of time into analyzing this data and the fact that they don't get it right? I'm not saying this as a discouragement. I'm not saying this to depress us. I'm saying this because it gives us hope. If you plug into a process and you put in the work, what's not to say that you can't be successful? Now, I know that we're measuring, and I'm not a big fan of this, but I know that we're measuring success here in terms of who wins tournament games and who loses tournament games. But if you plug into a process, then at any given time, you you may, you know, quote unquote, break through. I mean, the 16 seed beating the one seed, was that really a breakthrough? I mean, I just gonna, I'm going to focus on that one because that's a glaring example. Was it really a breakthrough? Do you not think that that 16 seed went into that game thinking, hey, there is a chance that we could win this game? Now, it might be a very, very small chance. We're not going to focus on the fact it's a small chance. Why would we do that? Why don't we focus on our game plan and what we need to do to beat this particular team? And they did it, and they did it well. And they were better prepared, and they executed better, and they won the basketball game. And that's how it happens. It happens when you look at it and you say, you know what, this person may say this, there may be this expert out there that believes this, but you know, let's reserve judgment on that and let's just plug into the process and let's do the things that we've done to get us here and let's just keep doing that. Here's another thing that I want to bring out and I believe I talked about this, you know, I've been doing this podcast now for a while. I believe I did a podcast episode on the tournament last year and here's another thing I wanted to bring up. Like, the teams that do well in the tournament are the teams that stick closest to what got them to be in the tournament in the first place. So like if you got in the tournament because you're a, you're a stingy team on defense and you play a really good zone, by the way, I'm talking about Syracuse, like then then you do that, right? And Syracuse had a re- made a really really good run, but you you do that and you stick to that. You don't all of a sudden become an offensive-minded three-point shooting team if you haven't been that. You stick to what got you there, and in order to do that, you've got to be very, very careful because you've got to make sure that you stick to your process and what's gotten you there and what's gotten you successful, and you don't look at Duke, who might be a different team, and you don't look at you know Texas A&M, who might be a different team. You're this team, and this is what's gotten you there, and you don't go away from that, right? So you don't get emotional. You don't play into, wow, this is a huge game. We've got to do something different now. You know, we've got to get points from, you know, we've got to make score, uh, generate offense from three-pointers when we never have. You don't do that. You think to yourself, how is it that we score? We feed the big man down low. Okay, great. That's what we're going to continue to do. And if you watch this tournament, you notice that the teams that stick to their personalities, those are the teams that keep moving. So... Anyhow, tournament has also been super riveting, so, you know, we've got a little bit of a break uh, before some games pop off uh, this coming weekend, but, you know, what are your thoughts on the tournament? I mean, what are you guys seeing? What are you guys enjoying about the tournament? There's a lot there to unpack that I'm not going to be able to get into in this podcast, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on either one, Tiger and tournament. Let's have some discussion. Let's get on, you know, discuss and and talk about you know what we're seeing here because i think it would be super beneficial for us to do that because there's a lot of principles at work in both of these scenarios that we can use to help elevate our own performance as well 
Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. A couple of places where you can find this content, more of it if you like it, on iTunes. Search A Champion's Mind. The podcast is available there. It's also available on Stitcher and Google Play under the same name, A Champion's Mind. Go download some other episodes there. Uh, There might be some other stuff on there that you might enjoy. In addition, I've got the Facebook page, Utmost Performance, and there's tons of great content on there as well. And last but not least, the website, utmostperformance.info, where you guys can find more information on maybe how you can partner with me and how we can you know, start chatting about your own personal circumstances and what you're trying to do and what your goals are. And you know, everybody knows they can perform better, so you know that. Well, allow me to help you and let's have some conversations and some discussions on how I can help get you to that place. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day.